Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And here we go. No studio audience today, apparently. No witness. No one showed. No one showed up. We said, who wants to, who wants to come and listen to the recap pod? And no one showed up. So we're, we're doing no studio audience for the... Uh, it's kind of sad to say this is the final final recap pod. Of 2019, yeah. This is kind of sad. This has grown to be just fantastic. Right? This has uh, been enjoyable. I have enjoyed this. Even though a lot of it has been commiserating and, and, and just... Being so down in the dumps with everything, but it's been it's been it's been therapeutic for for me at least. Yeah, the pods have been fun, and what we found is when we when the wins are really you know easy and the, it's a big blowout or or whatever, there's less to talk about. So sometimes yeah. the losing is actually great for podcasts. That, it's, there's no it's definitely created <laughs> this year. There has been no shortage of things to talk about. When you think about everything that's happened, the Colorado loss. Uh, Maurice Washington getting the heave ho. He got remember remember when Uncle Phil would throw jazz <laughs> <out> like that. <laughs> uh, Ma- yeah, Maurice uh, he overstayed his welcome and, and, uh, and Uncle Phil, aka Frost, threw him out of the University of Nebraska the, or the, the ba- in University the Banks household. Yeah, yeah Maurice the, the, yeah. was. Uh, oh, but I mean, it's been it's nuts. We're gonna have all off season to do a lot of things looking back. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. You and I are gonna sit down and figure out how we want to attack this off season in terms of podcast coverage of the football team because it's gonna get kind of quiet now for a little bit. You yeah. know, it's like obviously Nebraska loses twenty seven twenty four to Iowa, so there's gonna be no bowl game. You got the early signing period right at, right before Christmas, so in really about I mean it's December first today. You're gonna get. First signing period is the twenty first or something like that. Like it's, I always forget that. I keep thinking it's just the one. Now oh, they got the yeah. early and then the late. So they're these next couple of weeks are huge, huge, for huge. So I mean, I guess you'll you know we'll have that to talk about. But there's going to be a lot of looking back. There's going to be a lot of looking forward. Going to be interesting to see kind of what happens, and we'll we'll figure out how to cover it all for you. Uh, but. Before we get into the game, because there, I, I, you and I have been talking for about twenty minutes before. Here, there's like a thousand things to get into. I am. I want you to first of all. I am so. I am sore right now. So I don't know if I've never been with you for this, but I had the classic flight. So I'm, I called a Xavier game in Cincinnati yesterday. We're recording this on a Sunday, December first, and. Flight from Cincinnati to Chicago gets delayed. So now I have a tight connection in O'Hare to connect to the flight. And you had to sprint and it, I didn't you? I had to Kevin McAllister's dad <laughs> sprint. Oh. And I, like, I'm not, when I say, I, I'm not doing the home run trot, like, but I'm talking, I was, I'm Wandale Robinson sprinting. Yes, in, in O'Hare, it's a long. You go down where that. Uh, it's weird. The, it, the the long walking escalator yes. is like a mile underneath, right? O'Hare's You're just running. Huge. Yeah. And the one thing, so I knew there are a couple things that were crucial about my day yesterday. Before we get to the game, 
I changed out of my suit and into sweats, so that gave me more, oh. more flexibility. So that's number one. Great move on my part. But I made a couple of mis- I made a mistake. I had to check. It was a small jet, so you couldn't stow your carry-ons. You know, you have to like tow it. Yeah. Uh, plane side or whatever yep. it is, and so so I'm having to wait for my carry-on to to come out, and you're just you're checking your you're oh, checking the clock. It's, it's the winding worst. down. But you know what I should have been doing during that time? Stretching. I swear to God, yeah. I, if I had to do it over again, I would have legit just high, a couple high knees, knees just get it warm, it, get it loose a little bit. Because I'm talking when that bag came out, your boy was. I mean, I had to like short shuttle, grab the bag up the ramp, and now here, here's my question. Yes. Were you a bag dragger, letting it roll, or did you just pick it up, man strength it, and just run it? I did both. I started rolling, <laughs> and I, was, I felt like it wasn't moving fast Yo, enough. You got- so then I had to pick it up, but then you realize that sucks. And run, so I'm about running with it. So I have a backpack and a bag. So I'm about running with a backpack. It's like you could put a backpack on Barry Sanders, and I feel like Barry becomes like a horrible runner. And so I did a little bit of both. But all in all, I bet I had a six-minute pretty much full-on sprint. Oh, I've actually done it at O'Hare before. Same thing. Oh. And it's a, it's unbelievable. You're like, you're when you're not expecting to go run, it's, it blows your mind. You're just like, I can't believe I'm doing this right I, now. I, I was, there are a couple things. So I made it with like probably four or five minutes to spare. Oh. Like, so, I mean, I barely made it. And I was, and then I had the classic, like, sat down in my seat, pouring sweat. Uh, and, you know, like, because you're not loose. You know how it is. When you get to be, like, you and I are big. Like, you got to get loose. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. my, my, I mean, my, I'm like. Your hamstrings ham, are the ones are like. hammies Ooh. are dying. Ooh. But the first thing I thought, one of the things I thought about was, you know what's great special teams work for your return guys? Go run through O'Hare against the grain. Oh. You'll find you'll set you'll set things up and cut back and you'll <laughs> use, you know, the, the little old lady in the wheelchair as like a lead blocker. And then oh yeah. Can, Kick, like, it's like it's like kickoff uh, coverage work too, because yes. you gotta avoid. You have to avoid. Oh man. Oh so, so he, here's I've had a I've had it happen twice. Once O'Hare, once we were going to the islands somewhere, and it was the flight and, to the islands from North Carolina from Charlotte. We were going to miss it. I mean, it was like we are across the airport. There was like it was time for the thing to close. Right. This is a thought for people out there that if you ever get in a situation where there's multiple people, you got multiple bags. I said, take the bag. I gave my bag to her and said, just and I said, take just get it's there. So and I ran bagless. And oh, I said, yeah! I'm going to hold the door. <laughs> so I took off. And I saw a bunch of, there's another family that was going to catch the same one, and they were all trying to carry bags. And I'm talking, I beat them all there by about three minutes. Oh. But I got there and I said, hold the door. You know, and then these were, ladies, they, were they okay with it? Well, they were like island girls. They were from oh, Turks. Like, this was oh, Turks. They're like, oh, man, don't worry oh, about don't nothing. Don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. You just hang here. You want here. to listen to my mother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were cool. But I said, there's two, there's like two families all coming. They said, we'll hold it for you, you know? So, oh, yeah. Yes. So my wife came like three, four minutes later. She kind of was just like slow trotting with the bags. Right. So I gave my wife the bags, which is not great. But I no, ran. No, that's smarter. I ran the same well, thing. What's full better? Sprint. What's better? Like, hey, honey, you run. You no. need and you be I'm you. I'm the runner. Yeah, like, I'm running that thing. And the thought was, just get somebody there to say, 
Hey, I know you say you got to close now, but just hold it. There's there's people coming, you know. Oh, so that's man. a thought. If you ever have that, multiple yeah. people, don't See, that was both my don't both run with bags. If you can avoid running with the bag, yeah, just go run. run. That's what. That, so we did something similar to that because Kim and I had a had a flight. We were trying to, and I'm talking. I came around the corner to our gate to watch our plane backing. Like oh. you could see through the window the plane backing up. And you are just like the anger. There's, there are a lot of different kinds of anger. There's like, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's anger with like your sibling. Somebody, your your sibling can make you more mad than like any person on earth. There's anger with your significant other. There's video game anger yep. that is very. But then there's air airport anger is a is a is significant. Airport anger and road rage anger. I think airport anger. Might be the worst. Like, missing a flight, like by a minute, and you know your whole day's ruined. Your whole yeah, week, you could ruin all- your whole trip. That's devastating. It's Brutal. a devastating feeling. Awful. But so the hard part about last night was I was by myself. So I mean, I couldn't oh. like. But the thing I felt bad about was the the I was standing next to a a guy that was about our age, and he had his son, oh. and his son was like five, maybe. And you know, I don't think he was catching the same flight I was, but he was like, he was prep talk, like, he was like, hey, buddy, we're going to have to run, you know, and all this stuff. And you're just like, oh, God. Five is too young to really know how to just get on your horse. Oh, God. <laughs> quick time out here. I got a 30. I'm going to burn quick. So it was, one, I was sitting, so it was one of those, one of those planes where it was like, there was a, like, one, there was a one, one and a two. two. Yep. I always go with the one. I ain't trying to be by anybody, dog. Being in a one, anytime you can get a leg out in the oh, aisle, I you're winning. Leg out, like you wouldn't believe. I mean, <laughs> get the leg out in the aisle. People don't understand when you're six, like you're six two. I'm six, almost six four. Yeah, you need the smaller the plane is. Like if you give me in the middle or by the window. Like if you can't get that leg out, yeah, and just exp- like Brutal. then your knees are digging into the seat in front of you, uh, and it hurts. You got to go the one, yeah. So I went the one, but the two was this this father about seemed about our age, and he had his son, and they watch they watched a movie from Cincinnati to Chicago with no headphones, so they didn't like so they're both watching it. They just had the movie on their iPad going for everyone to hear. Oh, which was interesting. The reason it was acceptable is it was a certain movie uh, that Nick Ba loves that has Sylvester Stallone in it. Sylvester Stallone? Rocky, which one? Let me see. Uh, my guess would be the newest Rocky if it's a father-son. No. Four? The Rocky Four. Okay. Of all the... like, So so they were like, you're now, you can now you know, take out your you know, big... Electronic devices. Homeboy gets out a, a big iPad and fires up Rocky Four, and it's right at the training montage. Oh, so I'm nice. trying to watch Nebraska film because I got I'm, I'm watching Nebraska basketball film, and I'm just like can't help but like peek over and like watch. He climbs the mountain and all this stuff. I was like, nice call. So you're basically telling me that for the Nebraska game you're going to call, you're going to have no <laughs> knowledge of what happened. You're like, and so uh, our player, um, Ivan Drago, who? Uh, uh, yeah, he's so a strong I think the key guy. To the, game, the, the good part is, is that the big Frenchman for Nebraska, his last name is almost Drago. It's, it's, it, we've heard like five different things. And it's Udraogo. 
So it's almost... You did some research for the, the yeah. game. Oh, I, yes. Because he's a drago. But yeah, I was distracted. But it, it, interesting, right? No headphones. I mean, it's kind of... bumping hearts on fire and... I kind of will give it to him for that, for that movie. Any other movie? Any other movie, I'd be like... Dude, you gotta you gotta use headphones. I mean, any other movie, I'd have been like, "Come on, brother." It's like, Mick, especially you know, if my headphones died. It's I a was like, you know what that's equivalent to? It's like, you know what? I uh, I really wanted to listen to this album. I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> like it's gonna be a long flight, huh? I couldn't. <laughs> Can you believe the red eye from the part was, again? My so my headphones are dead, so I'm having to listen to a, a game. That's the other thing. I could have turned my game the sound you, on, but I muted it. You can't put the sound no. on. No. If and I'm it, listening to music, I'm not gonna no. blare music in my seat. I couldn't believe it. But again, like you said, the only movie, and it happened to be at the part where it was like, remember the weird thing about the training montage in Rocky Four is it's back to back. You have you have a, a training montage. And then Adrian shows up. The montage doesn't go as good. He's training, but He's not training, hard but they're enough. They're not feeling like it's going well. <laughs> Drago is just running laps, doing the Versa climber, and taking roids, and doing leg extensions. How do you beat a guy that does leg extensions? With a the machine reading out everything. That's what the, the Russians were into. Now, if you watch that movie, there's no boxing. It's basically like, tra- who lifts the hardest is going to win this fight? They didn't practice boxing well, once. No. I don't think Rocky had a sparring no. partner. He did. Well, he, he would do... Uh, Just do sit-ups and the guy would slap his stomach. Yeah. Did he ever punch? He no. shadow boxed. He would... Remember, they tied the string and he ducked, like, uppercut, duck. Yeah, there was himself. a little bit He worked bit on his duck uppercuts. He was about 10% was shadow boxing, <laughs> 90%... CrossFit, lifting weights. It was like climbing a mountain. Drago, wood. Drago's Drago, boxing was running on the track and hitting, hitting a thing, and then seventeen <laughs> people with lab coats on would write down numbers. Russian scientists being Russian like, Russian scientists like, very good, very you, good. You want to punch again? <laughs> I, it, but that's pretty much what it was. So <laughs> that was that was my night. That's but why I'm sore. That's why I simultaneously enjoy that movie and think it's the worst Rocky. I mean, I don't know. It's not the worst, it, but it's the it's the farthest out there. Like Rocky One is great. It's a, it's the best one. Rocky Four I make fun of the most, but it's still an enjoyable movie. It just it is so over the top, like pitting Russia versus America and all the stuff with but the it. The training and it's just, is just so wrong. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> the training minds, but but that's. So it just so happened that he turns on the movie with the back-to-back training montages. Gets, so you got yeah. Hearts on Fire and the other one. What's the, what's the, God, what's the other one? It's uh, the burning down. Then, then, that, that whole album is just like a workout. You and I, you yeah. and I would listen. Somehow we had that. I had that on record yeah. in my basement. I remember that. And I got to, I mean, this doesn't matter. We'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, so, that, so there you go. So I'm sore. If you're wondering, is Nick sore today? I am. I worked out trying to get some of that out of you this um, morning, but my oh. hammies. I was nervous your boy was going to be with that, Wandale on that, the sidelines. You side. can't be afraid to stretch, even I if you're at an airport. Because remember, who's going to care? You just say, guys, I'm about ready to run. Just go for it. You Okay, so there's the two. Nick and Bo, travel advice. Yeah. If you need to catch a flight and you got two people, send one bags with someone and designated runner. Designate, yeah, designate the runner. Sincerely, Bo Root. And you got to be honest about it. Some girl might be like, Because if you're married I'll to like Lexi's son and you're like a, 
you know, 400 pounder, be like, Lexi, you got it. You're on, girl. (laughs) You run. You got to be honest about who should be running and who shouldn't, right? It's clear you should have been the runner. Yes. In that situation. But so, designated designated runner, you might want to do it beforehand. You know, but you start a night of drinking, you might designate the DD. That's you it. start a big travel. Who's the runner? Who's not? Yeah. Once you hear we're like we're running once behind that first delay, the first delay starts, you're like, let the people they always say, let the people who've got to make the gates go first. Stay in your seat. Respect that because you might be there someday. Don't yeah, fake it ever right. there. Don't, don't yeah, act don't like do I got some place to go if you don't. That's exactly let those right. people through. But like before you even get out to your bags, like you say, who's running? Who That's not? yeah. Because if because if I'd have been with you. We, I'd have made, we'd have made it no problem because I wouldn't have had to wait for the bag. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we'd have been fine. One person go. But I had to it. wait. Luckily, my bag was the third one out, and your boy was, I mean, I was on it. I mean, on it. Ooh, I love it. Second that. bit of advice when you're waiting, stretch. Stretch it out. You're welcome, America. You are welcome. All right, that's going to do it for the recap pod. Nebraska <laughs> loses 27 20 to 4 to how? All right, Bo Robert Rude. <sighs> Where do we start? We are going to start with the beginning of the football game. Nebraska is not going to win a football game. Craig Sharp, Craig Sharp here, barbecue sauce everywhere on my face. Good uh, <laughs> barbecue sauce on his face. His <laughs> 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 aftershave. His, his cologne is just spraying barbecue. Greg, are you shaving your barbecue sauce? <laughs> what? What's going on? Second down and five brought to you by Gillette Barbecue Shosh. You want Barbersaw Barbecue Shosh. We're going to use a lot of bees today. It's Greg Sharp for the bees. Okay. Uh, So we were trying to figure out how we wanted to structure this. I did not think we'd go 15 minutes on Rocky Four in my travel stuff. It happens, though. Hey, that happens. People probably need, I hope people enjoyed that. They probably needed a good giggle or two based on what happened this weekend. Um, so we're going to go through the offense broad. Second half going to get more specific, and we're going to definitely get into the final two, three possessions, in particular the final possession, and then get into a bunch of stuff that is a big talking point. So in the first half, do you want to start with the offense or the defense? Because I just want to talk about the – like, we'll do it – Start with the offense because defense is actually was pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah, pretty straightforward. So the offense, I thought – it was weird. So I was traveling to Cincinnati, so I didn't get to see the first half – until I got to my hotel in Cincinnati and I watched the entire second half. So it was interesting to watch start the game at the second half. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I finally got to watch the first half this morning, but I had heard the quote from Scott Frost at halftime where he basically says something to the effect of, we're going to stop offensively. We're going to stop being so, so cute. Yeah. We're getting too cute on offense and and we're going to go there and, and watching the first half. Listen, I'm all for, uh, you know, giving teams a lot of different looks. I'm all for uh, trick plays to a certain extent, but damn, dude, they, the first half felt like it felt like uh, it was the cheesecake factory of offensive play. It was just like it looked like Scott Frost wanted to show every formation he has, every play he has, put in every player he could possibly put in, and but the only constant was swing passes that were getting nothing. I guess let's start with the swing passes. You know, I think usually what 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 they try to do is if they feel like they got the the numbers advantage out there, they want to they want to make people cover the whole field. And you know, here's the problem: 
th- that's a part of our offense. It's always going to be it's, a part of our offense. It's I, arguably the identity I, of the – like the I one thing that's care. been a constant every game has been that play, and I hate that play. Okay, well, here's things. I, I don't care. Like for me, like if you want to run that, fine. But like if it doesn't work once or twice, I don't want to keep doing it, right? So so the the issue with the first half was – First down offense was oh, not boy. bad. It was atrocious. It was we'd lose two to six yards every play, and a lot of them were on these swing passes, right? right. So, like I say, I don't care what the play is, but when we keep losing, like you can't afford to be it second and long. Killer. It's a killer. Not with this offense. Not with yeah. our receiving core. Like we and can't you think afford of the tempo going. Yeah, I mean, you don't have the receivers to make up for it. You don't have the tempo that is a big part of things. So, so that was unfor- that was an unfortunate sort of decision set that he went that first half was. I think in his head he he thought, you know, we had success against them a little bit this last year, and he really wanted to make them. You know, was that successful in last year's game? Yeah, it was okay. more successful. You okay. know, I think definitely against Ohio State and Iowa, like we we did that well, right? And Iowa tackled and took on blocks unbelievably. So let's give them some credit. Their cornerbacks were were unbelievable. They on were, the, yeah, they were kicking they were our diagnosing and flying. Yeah, down so and, they were they were shedding blocks on our our receivers. You know, a lot of times we were, we threw the stole a bunch and. I, I saw, like, you know, Spielman couldn't block. The, you know, those guys, they weren't able to block these Cade these Warner corners. whiffed on a guy yeah. once. I mean, Cade Warren just took the wrong guy once. So we, we did that so many times. It was just unfortunate. So, like, you could say – but but I also didn't love that – not that we tried it, that we kept trying it when it didn't work. That, that's it. Like, I'm I don't, – I don't love that play. Am I, one, am I one of those guys that says, never run that play? No, I'm not saying never run that play, but you also have to know when, when to on. just move on from that play. Yep. And to me, it was pretty clear in that first half that play was not working. Uh, the, but did you, think, did you think in general, I guess we'll start with, uh, I'll go to this, rotating quarterbacks. So we saw that in the first half too. We saw, we saw Bedrill come in. We saw yeah. McCaffrey come in. And obviously Martinez was a starter. What did you think of rotating quarterbacks? Uh, so to me, there's there's two parts to that. The first is that we have such we're lacking weapons so much that they just I think wanted to bring in a couple guys that could actually run the ball, and those guys happen to be quarterbacks Jeez. and not running backs. So that's their way of saying get a couple carries away from Martinez to somebody else, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I, I understand that it's it's a rare circumstance that we don't have. Just running backs to give the ball to right now. We don't. Right. Other than Mills. Other than Mills. Wandale couldn't play. Wandale tried, couldn't play. So all of a sudden, we're down to one running back, essentially. And Mills seems like he might even be a little banged up where he didn't want as many carries and they didn't want to give him as many carries. Um, and two, it was a really smart uh, setup to have the McCaffrey. McCaffrey ended up working. It was exactly what he thought. If McCaffrey's in, they think it's going to be a run, they're going to press the line and he's going to throw over the top. So it, it turns out, and that works for a touchdown. So really, a, it was the best. It was the best package we had put in because it was like it, it set up a touchdown. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. What don't you like about? I, that? I just am never been a fan. That's the one position I told. We we talked about this in September. It's the one position I'm not. You know, when I hear people say like, "Oh, pull pull Martinez for a series," I'm just not a fan of it. Now, maybe this is the the quarterback in me. I'm just 
I'm not a fan. I think it's a rhythm position. It's a confidence position. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of bringing in a bunch of different guys. Well, I can maybe understand the vet. I can understand the McCaffrey thing because of his ability to run and it ended up working in the second half. We'll get to that in the second half. The Vedril stuff. I mean, you brought in Vedril to any threw the ball. He threw yeah. a swing pass. He, he almost threw a pick. Yeah. Like what? I mean, if you're just going to do that, what, uh, why are we doing? I, I, I do. Like I, I understand it a little bit. I do. I, I understand just in the sense of we needed something to give us another look on offense in bringing in them changes their attitude to, to us on defense, which I think is what he was going for. Um, like he brought in our guys that we would say, well, they're bringing him to run. He actually brought him in to fake the run to throw. So sure. I think it was like a, it was a, it was sort of gamesmanship. It was more. So I think what you, I think, and this is interesting because I hadn't thought about this. I think, I think what you're saying is it was more, the rotating of quarterbacks was more about just another wrinkle in the offense rather than anything about no. Martinez and the quarterback Correct. situation. That was not a, hey, let's give these guys a series. It was, this is a package of plays to give us a little bit of gamesmanship. That's all that is yeah. to me. You know? And my, my issue is this, though. With two minutes left in the game, I didn't love bringing in oh, McCaffrey yeah, well, that, there. Oh, no, we're going to get into that. Okay, we're, we're, so we're that, that's, that. A di- that's different that's a to me yes. than when it was the Shelled first that half. for the second half, because okay. there's a lot to get into there. I, I think uh, this is a bad analogy, but I'll use it. I was just trying to think of something. When, when you're not a fast food guy, but you see commercials and you're aware of things like Chick-fil-A is like killing it right now. You know what I mean? And, and you know what Chick-fil-A doesn't really do? They don't roll out brand new things all the time. They got their chicken sandwich. It's fucking good. Yeah. And that's what they give people. Burger King, on the other hand, it's like they, they roll out. Uh, a vegetarian whopper and tacos and then they got a corn dog and they got like it is seems like and so what when when you when nothing's working you try to throw everything out there and i think that first half was a window into how inept nebraska's offense became at the end of the season because of injuries and a variety of things where it was like you have to throw out a bunch of different personnel packages. You got to get gimmicky because you can't just line up and do what you do. Well, and you can't, I mean, and this is like I said, no offense to these receivers, but like Nick, we're playing without somebody that we can throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that like even like, you know, like a guy like Spielman, Spielman's like a number three guy. Yeah. He's not a number one guy. Right. And this season showed that, He's not a he number had one to be, man-to-man coverage, kill you. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like He had to become a number one guy this year. He couldn't do it. Right. And so Spielman needs to be the three guy. We need two other receivers and Wandale, and Wandale fits in there where he can. He's our right. utility, just get him the ball guy. Right. But he's not really like a number one receiver either. He's a scatterback slot guy. So we need one or two other receivers. And, and these last couple games really showed like – you know, you got McCaffrey having to go out there and play receiver, or like that's why he came in at quarterback was we just had to get somebody else on the field to try to use to get the ball. That, because that exactly that's it. like I, I've always felt like the mark of I always relate things back to basketball, but the mark of 
and this is more of a college thing, obviously, but the mark of a, a team that is just can't defend is they play one through one and they play two three and then they play man and then they play then they'll you gotta do what you like, gotta do they'll, they'll yeah. just because they're just throwing a million things out there to see if to find hopefully something they can scheme their way into having some success yeah i so, iowa just does what they do and it's not fancy and it's it's they want to play that game and they can because right. they've got they've got a system they've got good enough talent to sort of just do what they do in their end games. Right. But like, well, we're not there right now. I, I would say, I actually wrote this down at halftime. And th- this doesn't need to be more than what it, it is because it is what it is given the situation. After that half of offense, and you could even say for the second half, it's remarkable how bad the offense has gotten. Like that's a bad, let's not kid ourselves. Now that this isn't saying like, I still believe in frost and all that stuff. I think a lot of it has to do with injuries and personnel and various things, you know, like I'm not saying, I'm just saying you can be a good, you can be a good coach and just find your losing. All of a sudden you're, you can be a good poker player and have a losing hand. Yeah. That, that was a losing hand. Like you're saying that's a losing hand. For personnel, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. And so, but so, but that, I just, because I wrote it down in my five show, like, I wrote down, I'm like, when halftime, because it ends with Martinez throwing the pick, it's like, yeah. that's a bad offense. Like, bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I could argue, and you, you can, people might bristle up this, like, of the past decade, it's one of the two, it might be one of the two or three worst offenses. But it's crazy. I think we've had like a we've gained a lot of yards still, which yeah, is but that, nuts. But, that, but that's that's the point though. Is like, but not when, when I'm scored. taking just the ability to score the football because you got to score. Because you got to score. Yeah. I don't give a shit about people get two sort of stat. You can show me any step yards per play. What about yards per play? And I don't give a shit about that. Like score. you have to score, and that's taken into account the kicking situation, everything. Like this, as this ended up being as bad of an offense. If you take the last ten years, this is in one of the five worst offenses of the past ten years. Oh, I mean, talent-wise, for sure the worst. Yeah, for sure the worst talent-wise, and yeah, I think the the I so I'd give us credit for manufacturing yards, but we we weren't able to manufacture points necessarily and ultimate and yes and and ultimately that matters yes that's I all mean, that matters a good offense scores a lot yes, of points and yes. controls the ball so I, I think you're right there um and again i want to reiterate i'm not this is that isn't a comment crushing fraud it's more of just the situation that it that they're that not it was. good it's a young it's just i mean nick we didn't have one senior offensive lineman these are we had all uh freshmen sophomore and juniors the whole line's coming back i mean it just that that my that at halftime I I stopped and it paused I was like because it ends on the pick and I was just like woof dude yeah, and that was a bad out woof because they they looked better against Maryland but still like they weren't necessarily they weren't firing great. on all cylinders um, but that that was their real quick I mean when did you ever feel like this offense just was humming this year second half Illinois yeah I mean second half Illinois first half. Uh, to a degree, Colorado. Because um, even Northern Illinois, I know they hung 44, but it was kind of like just... Maryland, they looked good. There was times against... Indiana? Would, there was just... It would go in just waves. It would go yeah, in waves, it would be good, and then it would go waves, sometimes quarters or halves, that they'd just be bad. It was like 
you get a good quarter, you right. get a good half here and there, but never a full game just humming, you know? Okay, so let's go to the defense. <laughs> so that's the first half offensively. Defense, um, you get the reverse touchdown. You get the long run from Goodson, who's well, – that guy's good, a freshman. Good player. He's a pretty good player. And then you get the kickoff return. So, I mean, really it was like three plays. So I guess really? What, give I- me your – so I, I was watching the outside linebackers closely, and we gave up the reverse. Uh, didn't keep contained. I mean, not a play that's hard. At worst, you give up 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Then we have a one where we get cut off on the backside, which was clearly like we had a guy outside. You have to get underneath, force him out. Couldn't do it. Long run. Um, and then one other play that we whiffed the tackle from the outside. So we had the, the outside linebackers three times missed plays. And other than that, Bo. they didn't do anything. No. It, I mean, the really, uh, I told you before the game, I said, uh, on the last, the, the preview pod, I said, if our defensive line cannot get pushed around, we can do, do things. Our defensive line stood strong against those guys, against that offense's running attack. We did a really good job there. Our linebackers, inside backers, in the run game, I thought they did a really good job. I watched them fly in there. Uh, Miller missed one tackle, but really, other than that, he made some really nice plays. Uh, Mo and, and Honus both both made some nice plays. But you know, the safety we had one safety miss a tackle. But really, other than that, it's like I got to give these guys credit. They they played a pretty good game, but they just it was untimely mistakes in the well, first. Well, the mistakes half, were catastrophic. You, know? it's you give one up, thing, yeah, like like. If they don't make those mistakes, you know, we shouldn't always play that game. But man, it's like those are easy it's mistakes. A part of it. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's it, Iowa had, and this is spilling in the second half, but Iowa had 18 total yards in the second and third quarter. 18. They couldn't now, do anything. Now, Nebraska's defense had issues in the first quarter, obviously, but after the first quarter, and really if you eliminate just a couple of plays, it, was, it was, wasn't it was awful. Yeah. Um, but it, it is amazing. The sequence that just is still kind of tells the tale of this season because it's happened a bunch is, I mean, you get the Cam Taylor pick six and, and you feel like the momentum, the momentum has swung, you know, you're like, or not swung, but at least you would kind of stem the tide. Cause if I'm not mistaken, it was, that made it seven. It was 17 to three. That made 17, it 17 to 10. 10. And you get then the kickoff return for a touchdown and it's 24 to 10 and whatever momentum you had was bye-bye. Yeah. And that's and to me that that kickoff return and our special teams in general, it shows me that our lack of depth oh, is boy. scary because the guys that are out there and I I don't want to name names because that's just not that's not the way to, to yeah, handle to things it. but you know we got some guys that I, I'm, no offense to them they just don't they're just not division one top tier caliber guys that need to be out there like. Nebraska used to have guys that their second stringers could start other places. Sure. And those guys were playing on special teams. Like you had to be a good player to make it on a Nebraska special teams. And now I'm seeing these guys that are like, they're not great players, but we just, we need somebody, we need a body out there. And you know what happens? You give up, you give up you kick, kick return. returns. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't even kick off to people because you don't trust these guys. Like, I mean, I heard someone that, say in all sincerity on Twitter, it might've been Chattel that like, I mean, I think he was half joking, half serious. Was like, it were, would Nebraska have been better off just kicking it out of bounds every, like, 
I'm not so sure that I know that sounds ridiculous, but it got to the point where Nebraska's kickoff coverage was that bad. Well, we, that's why we were pooching it. We were I pooching mean, it every week because we didn't trust those guys, and that's that's sad. Like that it is that it, unit. It's I mean, oh, the whole special you, teams. You, this you're year telling has me you can't just, find you can't find eleven guys that want to go cover a kick. You can't find a kicker and and ten other guys that can go cover a kick. I mean, come on. That, I mean, that's, what, what that's are we talking the, about here? That will tell you a lot. And these special teams, we'll we'll get more in the special teams about the big picture stuff yes. later, but. Huge, huge issues there totally. on, in all all phases. Of that, okay, so. halftime. So twenty four to ten. You have the Martinez. You have the drive at the end of the half where Martinez throws the pick. Yep. Felt like in the moment you were like, "Oh man, could not a." I mean, Frost had the quote at halftime as saying, "I hope that's not a backbreaker for us." I mean, but but you know, things felt kind of dire in terms of with that offense. You weren't sure how many opportunities you were going to get to score, and you had a chance to really seize momentum. At least maybe get three out of it, and then you're going to get the ball to start the second half. Uh, so getting the ball helped, but I, I didn't have a lot of confidence going in that second half. So so what happened after that surprised me because right. I'm telling you I didn't have a lot of confidence. So let's get into and I kind of wrote down I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna hammer through certain okay. possessions and then the big stuff we'll stop and talk about. Okay. So Nebraska gets the ball to start the, the second half. They go three and out. They get a running into to the punter to get the ball back, and they go three and out again. <laughs> so, so they punt it, and this is where Nebraska's defense. I mean, for for the rest of the game, except for the last possession, Nebraska's defense was stellar. So Nebraska's defense forces a three and out. Iowa's got a punt. Here comes the possession where you insert Luke McCaffrey. You get the play we talked about, where everybody's expecting run. They press the line, pop it over the top. Touchdown, Spielman. You were at the stadium. I, I'd imagine the juice in that stadium had to have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, you could feel things turning back our way. The juice was turning. So it's 24 to 17 now. Here comes Iowa offensively again. Nebraska forces a three and out. Three and out. Mm-hmm. So the place is now, I mean, it's like, here we go. Pause for a second. Take me back to. The moment, because Kugler and Millen were talking about it. I know I was thinking about it in the moment. Did you think, after McCaffrey had just thrown the touchdown pass, that the next offensive series you'd see Martinez back in at quarterback, or did you think it would be McCaffrey? And there's what you thought would happen and what you wanted to have happen. What did you... I guess I never thought for a second You never thought for a second that McCaffrey... Okay. No. So you so you fully expected Martinez to there wasn't yeah even, because Martinez other than the pick it, the the whole game felt like it was swing passes which is not really on Martinez right yeah. like but the, he hadn't played well no he hadn't played well but he also hadn't like he hadn't thrown three picks you know if you have sure, three sure, picks sure, sure. and yes, McCaffrey yeah. does that it's different I, you know I, I, this is where I was and this isn't I I thought is it a I'm not going to be one of those guys like not even a discussion. It, I mean it's a discussion, you know, like McCaffrey had just thrown a touchdown pass yeah. and Martinez hadn't done shit up until that point. But in the moment, I thought like if I if 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 I'm standing next to Frost and he goes, "Nick, get your hands off my guns." Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. You need a gun massage here, Frost, before maybe that'll oh, help you call Oh, Sorry players. about that, coach. Uh, if he'd have said, "Should I go with Luke or Adrian?" I would have said go with Adrian. Yeah. So I'm not going to be disingenuous and say otherwise in the moment. Because guess what happens? Had a pretty good series. Mm -hmm. Martinez converted a third down with his legs. um, Converted a fourth and six 
with a pass to Warner. Yep. And then Wyatt Mazur scores uh, the touchdown run to tie it at 24. So the reality is, it wasn't like they, a lot of people are going, how do they not stick with McCaffrey? Well, Martinez came in and Martinez made some pretty good plays in that series and Nebraska scores to tie the game. Yeah. So now it's 24 to 24. End of the third quarter. Stop for a second. Nebraska dominated that quarter. Mm -hmm. 14 zip in that third quarter. Total yards, 131 to 7. Surprising, especially being a third quarter, which has been our Achilles heel this year. The third quarter. Ass kicking in the third quarter. And I'd have to imagine the place was just the stadium had to have been pretty electric heading into the fourth quarter. We almost couldn't believe that we were in that position. Because I'm with you. I mean, the way the first half went, just the way the offense had looked, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to score. Yeah. You know? And that's that's something telling about this team where, and we'll discuss this more later, like how much improvement did they make this year? Because this that second half makes me – Question, you know, it's like, wow, they they did some things that I thought they weren't able to do yet. I mean, they, you know? they, like they, like let's call it like it is, and we'll get to. I mean, Nebraska killed Iowa in the second half. Yeah, killed them. But their issue still had them lose the game. But okay, so now we're picking it up in the fourth quarter. Nebraska forces another three and out, and this is where punting becomes crucial. Mm-hmm. I Nebraska forces a three and out. Iowa has a pretty good punt that Penn's Nebraska. I forgot the word. It was like inside the 15-yard line. Yeah. Nebraska goes three and out and has a bad punt. Yes. And Iowa takes over at the Nebraska 45. So now all of a sudden, the, it felt like the whole second half that it was played. Yeah. In, I, like it, that, that's that field position stuff that you don't think about during the week at all. You don't think about how that's going to affect the game. But that's huge. Huge. And our offense, like when we're inside the 10 or 15 – we all of a sudden go super vanilla, and we're not good when we're super vanilla. No. So, so Iowa takes over at the Nebraska 45. Iowa finally gets its first first down of the second half at the 739 mark of the fourth quarter. Just, just for a second, let that sink in. Yeah. Iowa got its first first down, 739 mark of the, of the fourth quarter. But Nebraska stands... Stands tough, forces a punt, and this is where another huge mental mistake. Now, it might not have mattered, but you never know. Iowa punts, and J.D. Spielman downs the punt at the two-yard line. You know, this is the second time he's been inside the five-yard line or something. Yes. Touching punts. And What's, I, I have no idea what he's thinking. What is he doing? I don't know. Uh, can I just say it? He's not a good punt returner. Like, I don't care what anyone said. Like, he's returned punts he, for touchdowns, and he never – the amount of times he actually catches the ball is not much. And he's his, not a good punt returner. I don't he, care what anybody he fumbles says. It and he's fumbled it, and he's not made good decisions on yes, the Yes, he's not a good decision maker when, when to catch it, when not to. He's really not that electric when he has the ball. No. I mean, his one touchdown – I mean, does he have one or two? He's had one, I think, in We had one year. against South Alabama. One each year, I think, last two years. I mean, and the one against South Alabama was like one of those ones where he caught it and the wall was set, and it yeah. was like, no, nah, I don't want to take it. But, like, he's not a like, – that's a part of, like, they need to find a better punt returner, in my opinion. I just want somebody that's a better decision maker because, because he, he needs to catch huge... it more. Because there's been 
10 times this year that he just doesn't catch it and it rolls for 30 yards or, or something. Or, like you said, for whatever reason, he he catches it make at like them, the five. you got to make them make the play. Like, you can't because, down yeah, it Because, yeah, there were him. a lot of Hawkeyes kind of surrounding him. But you never know. It's a football that bounces crazy Yeah, maybe they get in the one inch, but maybe they miss it and it goes in. Like, and those so, are plays. So, here's the thing is, so Nebraska then takes over at the two. So the reason these punts are important is because Nebraska kind of had some mojo. And like you said, all of a sudden Nebraska's got their ass pinned against their own, with their own end mm-hmm. zone in their back. And they they can't let the offense rip. So they will go three and out punt. And then with taking over the two, they go three and out and punt. Yeah. So again, these are where special teams and decision-making and different things are enormous. Yeah. If you would have told us, in that after that first half, if you had said, guys, in the fourth quarter, the game's going to be tied, and we're going to give you two straight series with the ball and a chance to take it in, we would have been like, "There's, it's not possible. You, you can't be that kind to us. You can't be that giving where we have that chance, and we did get that chance. Yes. And we just couldn't do it. Couldn't do anything. So, again, special teams rearing its ugly head in a variety of ways. Yeah. And Iowa special teams That's, doing a really good job. Let's give credit to Iowa – that's what they do really well, and no they've doubt. done it really well for a long no time. Doubt. They sacrifice flash. They sacrifice, you know, for where, where they don't have as much talent. They do those things well. At a high level. Which I hope we can learn a little bit from them. We need to do some of that stuff better, too. So, Nebraska, like I said, three and out. Punts. Nebraska's defense stands up again. Yep. Forces a punt, and it's the pooch punt that goes out of the end zone, touchback. So here comes Nebraska at the 25-yard line, 432 left. Nebraska, three and out. <laughs> punt. And you're like, oh, you're kind of like, wow, how many op- – like, at that point, you're that's thinking – That's the third, that's, then, third. Yep. that's the, the third, third opportunity. Time. You're like, how many opportunities is Nebraska going to get the ball back tied? And, you know, the defense has got to be going, come on, man. Like, yeah. we're, we're giving you every opportunity in the world. So, Iowa takes over, and they're, they they get a long run down the, down the Iowa sideline, and – now, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, they're in field goal range. And what happens? Fumble. Strip. Fumble. I thought it was – I think it was Colin Miller that yeah, got he it. ripped it. Ripped, his ripped it out. Yep. Unbelievable play. Unbelievable swing. And it is – so, strip, fumble, recovered by Cam Taylor. Nebraska gets the ball back again. And at this point, you had to have been thinking what I was thinking where you're like, okay – it just feels like it's Nebraska's day. For once, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how much? Like, it's Nebraska's day. When, wow. when Colin Miller gets the strip, they get the ball back. So here we go. Let's get in depth. 24 24, tie game. Two minutes and 32 seconds left. Nebraska has all three timeouts left. Iowa has one. At the very least, you kind of are thinking, like, Worst case scenario, this thing goes into overtime. Yeah. Like the worst case scenario. So Nebraska runs a play, gets a, a one yard gain. Here comes Luke McCaffrey on second and nine. Bringing in Luke McCaffrey, 
it was an unorganized mess. Because yeah. we'll get into, I just want to get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. It was unorganized. You had different guys running in and out. The whole the the whole sequence the, the it took thirty five seconds off the clock just to get yep. Luke into the game and snap the ball. Yep. Then it's a long developing play where where they try to run the same thing that they ran in the first half and Luke scrambles and you get then the block in the back and the play ends with a flag with a minute left. So in totality, that whole sequence took fifty seconds. Off yep. the clock, and it's second and nineteen, with and you get a ten second runoff, so it's fifty seconds left. Yeah. So let's pause for a second. You brought it up earlier. Hated bringing in Luke there. Hated it. Twenty four, twenty four. That's a tough spot. And it, then at the end of the day, it's did a you- weird rhythm. It's a weird rhythm to try to bring in a different quarterback. At that, like that's the two minute offense where you're bringing in a a, a freshman quarterback even though Luke I think they trust him it just seemed like I was like really I was like I couldn't believe when he trotted it I just thought and then the other thing too was I mean did did Frost think they were gonna fool him again uh but I I think there was also a short pass that was there like there was a, a, a I think Frost mentioned the in the post game that he had somebody in the flat. Like, he ran out. The flat guy was there. Maybe it was a 5- or 10-yard pickup, right? Right. Like, they may have bailed on it, and that was open. So maybe that's part of the part of The, thought the, poc- the package, so, I guess. But, like, I, I think that may have been there. But it's also just like you're putting the ball in a guy's hands who hadn't been in the game but to, to one me, play. See, to me, I think the, the, my, my, one of my issues is going back to after he threw the touchdown and they went back to Martinez. If you if you go back to Martinez at that spot, I don't understand how you go to McCaffrey with a minute left in the game with the game tied. You know I what I'm saying? Like uh, either either McCaffrey's the guy and he should have came back in. I I just didn't love it. I I didn't love it be just it yeah, I, I it, it, it just, is what it is. Like it's, again, it's, it goes down it, but like, it goes down to this. It goes down to that's where Martinez gets the ball. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Martinez, if he's our guy, uh, you got to let him win the I mean, game. That whole there. sequence fucked up the last series. Well, and here's the thing is like, no, no offense, but like, like, you give Martinez the chance to make it or break it. And even though McCaffrey was in there, it became kind of a goofy play. And then we got the penalty, which the penalty is so killer in so many reasons because then all of a sudden, it led to the next play, which cost us which the game cost potentially. The game. So, so then, so so in that penalty too. It's here's the hard part of that penalty. The guy's dumb enough to make that penalty when he didn't need to. But I'll give him this: he was trying to not. Yeah, he tried the penalty. To, yeah, yeah, right. But at the same time, you can't. You don't even have to go chance. near. Yeah, yeah. You, you shouldn't even leave it up to chance when it wasn't even a part of the play. So those things all like to me, Frost got punished. His team got punished on the next two plays for bringing in McCaffrey and doing that. It 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 went from and and Martinez even said afterwards because then the, okay let's just the next play Martinez scrambles and instead of staying in bounds he runs out of bounds so Iowa saves yeah. their timeout and the hard part Martinez said I was I was in attack mode yeah and it's the hard second part, down so it, remember that yeah. it's second and twenty so but but here's the problem is. 
This is why the whole sequence was such a killer, is Nebraska was in attack mode, but because of bringing in McCaffrey and what ensued and the amount of time that went off the clock, Nebraska then went into playing for overtime. And that's a hard thing to switch. Because it is still second down. And Martinez, yeah. And if we have better receivers, we probably are still in attack mode. But because we're not... Then, then it's okay. We're we're calling the safe play, which is to run the clock out, quarterback draw, right? Which is the right call, I think, in that situation mm-hmm. with our team. That's the right call. Yes. Now, here's where I'm at a dilemma with myself. Do you blame Martinez or do you blame Frost? Is it Frost's responsibility to call a timeout and say, Adrian, just so you know, I don't know if you've thought about this. We're playing to try to you know, run this ball and get a big chunk and go down and bounce. There's no going like, do you have to say that as a coach? I I don't know. I I don't know if you do. I really don't because I kind of think you should know it, but but the fact that he didn't means that he didn't know it. Yes. You can blame, you can, right. You can blame Martinez, but ultimately the buck stops with frost and making sure Everyone's on the same page with what they're doing. Yeah. So, so I've been going back and forth on that, and, and I don't know. I don't know who who I more blame, but in the end, in the end, it does go to Frost because he's responsible for conveying the because, message. Because just think about in a in a in a short in one play, Bo, Nebraska went from foot on the gas, green light, trying to score and win the game, to the, yellow light, pump the brakes, get to overtime. And, and I'm just telling you, it's easy to sit on your couch and process these things. Sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment and you're the one that w- did have the green light and we're punching the gas, it's not that easy to yeah. to, r- to ratchet it back. And, so I and don't know. If we, if we don't get the penalty, you know, because that changed everything. Because then it's third and six, you know. Mm-hmm. Or sec- uh, yeah, third and six because that would have been second Because you got like a three-yard yeah. – Yeah, so it's third and six – Instead of second, so I mean, we probably we stay in attack mode. Then we we're, we're trying to pick up the first down. But, but yeah, so I, here's the thing is, and we do this all the time. Of like, I talk like we always want to play the blame game and like make sure someone. It's like it's everyone's fault. Frost has to make sure everyone knows. Martinez has got an. It's just everyone's fault. They you should know? both know. They like, gotta know. They should have both known those things without being told. Martinez should have known, and Frost should have known to tell him anyway. Yes. Period. That's probably the best answer. But you know what, like. That was the story of our year. Like we, we do a lot of things actually better than most teams, and then we do those little things to win games. We did them at an unbelievably bad level this Awful. year. Awful. Like little, like just little, you know, little football awareness like that. things that we were. Just it, like, hmm. How that game didn't get to overtime may not have won in overtime, but but how it didn't at least yeah. get to overtime is remarkable. Yeah, remarkable. Okay, well, so then then Nebraska runs Wyatt Mazur, Iowa calls timeout, uh, and Pun with 40 it. seconds left, Nebraska punts. So Iowa gets the ball at the 26-yard line with no timeouts. Yeah. Now, this is, again, where it's like as much as you want to – like the defense got to stand up here, you know? But at the end so, – so here's the thing. I thought Nebraska got a little lucky – on the overturn of the catch, no, catch. little lucky. That was I mean, really lucky. And I don't explain to me how how on earth. Two part question: How does anyone get behind anyone? 
And so, then how does Jojo Doman get one on one with a wide receiver? So so this is this is my this is my first reaction was I was watching them and everybody's still pressing up there, you know, safeties are at like ten or eleven yards deep, and I'm going, Okay, they got no timeouts, right? So all you gotta do is let them catch the ball, you know, ten yards or less. Like they just can't get to like field goal range. It's really all you're trying to do. And they got to like, yeah, the clock will stop on first downs, but it's also like, you got to make them catch the ball and try to do something and not make a mistake where when we're pressing up on the line, even though there was like, there was time, there wasn't that much time with no timeouts two seconds that goes fast. So you like, I would have been in some sort of really like guy, like three guys deep and let everything underneath and in the middle and you rally and you tackle and you make them run up, like just use time, use time. You don't let them throw it over the top I just twice. And granted, it ended up being no harm, but they were lucky. I mean, they were lucky that that thing got overturned. But I just couldn't believe when Stanley unleashed that ball and you saw that a Hawkeye had gotten behind Nebraska and it yeah. was JoJo Doman. I mean, you're just like, it's a How? linebacker. It's a line. So How? So it's like, just, just they, to me it looked like we were running the same our normal coverage schemes where you got to have the the you know your prevent defense and the keep them in bounds defense which is like you guard the sidelines and deep and everything you know 10 yards or less you give it all up. And what happened was I think we were run, we finally were running a zone but we were like it was one of those zones where like it it just felt like we were we were still guarding regular down and distance. It wasn't like we were sitting back, right, forcing the, them underneath. Right. Like they ran right by us, and like yeah, because we, there were seams. Like you know, we we were rushing four. Maybe you rush three and add to the coverage. And you know, I, I just it was another one where it, it looked like we were a team when it got down to two minutes, where it's like, oh, we don't know what we're doing in two minutes. Yep. That's what it looked like to me, and that that's sad to see. That is. It's it's it totally because then second and ten, they flush Stanley, he throws it away. Yep. Okay. Third and ten, 19 seconds left. They're still at the 26-yard line. Again, 19 seconds. 19. Mean, 19 seconds left. You get a 22-yard completion, and you were pretty fortunate that it wasn't that Cam Taylor wasn't flagged for targeting. Yeah. You can kick and scream about the rule or whatever, but pretty fortunate. Yep. So again, Nebraska really caught two breaks with reviews. Yeah, just so got to make one stop is all you got. One, one stop. stop. So now it's first and ten. Thirteen seconds left. Ball at the Iowa forty-eight. Hit the tight end over the middle for twenty-two yards down to the thirty-yard line. Mm-hmm. Then there was, and I don't know what there was the scrum where the officials stopped the game. To they stop because was Nebraska trying to like not allow Iowa to get on the ball? I don't know. I it was a weird thing where it just was yeah. weird where you know because I was trying to scramble up to the line to spike it and the the officials stopped the game then told the officials or told the clock operator to put one more second on the clock to seven seconds yeah. and then Stanley spikes it. I mean they in the end they they made those plays. Our defense played really well, other than the three. Two or three plays in the first half, and then two passes, or you know, basically two passes in the right there, right in the, the game, and it's not good enough to win. Like they didn't, and it's been the story all year. Like they make the plays when it doesn't matter as much, 
and they don't make the plays when it matters. Yes. When so, it matters, you can feel our guys that's, getting tense because I feel it. I'm tense. I'm like, oh, man, here it comes, and it comes. Right. They, they make the play. Because, again, you, you, you hit it. So then Nebraska, obviously, or Iowa bangs the field goal, ball game, 27-24. Yeah. And, you know, you, you said it. It once again felt like Nebraska was in position to win a game, and they kind of threw up on themselves again. And for all the di- – you can talk about a bunch of different things about the first two years under Frost and uh, reasons why things haven't gone well uh, that, that are totally valid. I think more so than anything else, the, the thing that is the biggest detriment to Frost is the fact that in the first two seasons, Nebraska is three and nine in games decided by seven points or less. And the reality is a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them feel like some of it is on coaching. Some of it feels like it's lack of management, bad, uh, bad play call, whatever. But some of it feels like a well, uh, like a, a if you got a if you're well coached, you find a way to not be three and nine. Yeah, it's funny. I I think we are. There's a combination of our awareness right now as a, as a as players and even as a staff. Awareness is not high right now, and so that that's on the coaches more than is the players. Now, from the players' side, though, I, I don't see a whole lot of clutch play either. Totally. So, yeah, it's, so I, it's, a, it's, a, that, it's always a – it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango, yeah. and I see I mean, it out of both of them. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I've played with a lot of guys who are clutch and a lot of guys who aren't clutch. Like, you know, and you know the difference. Like, the guys that when they're – when it's time to make the play, God, those guys always make it. Like, those are the clutch guys. Um, basketball is a great, you know um, – a great sport example yeah. to show because like some guys just like okay it's the last couple minutes of the game they just start making the plays they start I, like stepping up and then you got guys that they just go oh my god I hope I don't have to play in those moments you know I and think, we got too many of those guys where they find a way to just blow the coverage or not think not think what can't we give up here you know right. those are the thoughts we need to have see that's the and thing. I just don't see those guys out there talking and being like and, and almost overemphasizing all right here it is. Take that. Right. You're not getting here. You can have that. It, That's what it should feel like yes. sometimes. I think – so And this is more of a college thing for college football and college basketball. Because you see it in the – the NCAA tournament is the ultimate example of this. It's the old Bob Knight line that I think is just great. Stupid loses games – loses more games than smart wins. Yeah. And – there are so many times where Nebraska just makes stupid plays and or stupid decisions. And a, a lot of this, and it and again, it is what it is. But some of this stuff, because you, you've said it, we've all said it, you do have to remind yourself that this is a young head coach and a young staff where they've only been, I mean, this this staff has only been together for four years. This is Frost's fourth season as a head coach. And you know what? It kind of, like at the end of games, it kind of looks like, a, like it looks like that. 
and I don't mean that to be negative because it no, is no, Nick, what it is. Nick, like it's it's not negative. It's it's accurate. It's just I, I don't mean like I want to make sure I'm not meaning that to be like a a. No, you're not being I'm critical. Not, you're saying, you're just, being. Look, here's the thing: is is those guys are young coaches. They're all young coaches. Yes, and. I mean, if we're getting into big picture, long term talk, like this, this, this is what has to happen. Like these coaches have to grow. The They've got to have to improve and grow. They have to understand. I think they're all good at what they do, I which agree. is, I can coach my position. I can, uh, I, I can, you know, bring energy, bring excitement, like totally. help build I can culture. Scheme, I can all, yeah, like, but th- this. This team's MO now is they don't they don't play complete games, they don't manage the clock, and they don't handle end of game situations intelligently. Well. And yeah. Well. Yes. And red a little bit of red zone's been an issue too. Yeah. Right? But really more than anything, it's been that end of game, you know, big picture, how we how we manage a game, how we sort of start to finish, take care of things. That that's really where they got to figure out. Okay, we're doing this, and we act like we're we work on two minute every week. But what we're doing is not extensive enough. Like they're going to have to make go over and above what they are doing and make improvements there. Because until we do that, it really doesn't matter who we bring in because we're never going to have guys that just erase that. Right. Like some better players erase some of that. You never get it put in those positions. Sure. And at Central Florida, they just sort of didn't have to deal with it. But I don't if your think. plan is to blast everyone, that ain't happening. You That's have the point. to be good in close games. We got to manage this stuff better. It's got to be better managed. And, and and so that that's the part that's – I think that this season, this season has – you know, and we go, we'd go kind of – we weren't sure all the time. It would seem that way. We wanted – and then you'd play better and it'd be managed better. But then – if it keeps coming back, you know that in the end, that's how this season was. That was yes. the story of it, and that's what has to get better for next year and the year after, or or it's not going to work, right? So you got to do that better. Like it has to be better from the coaching staff and transferred to the team. Like that, we got to be more aware. We yes. got to be a more aware, more disciplined team. And then you know what? If we can get some better players and we can keep building the culture, like. The future looks I, bright. I I think, you know, because again, we'll, recruiting is super important, and bringing in some studs and all that stuff, all that matters. Like they got to get better players, but the coaches also have to get better too. And yes. if I were that, if I were the staff, and I'm sure they do this stuff, you know, like, but you know what, you know what they should do is they should take so three and nine in game side with seven points or less. They should sit down as an entire staff. And watch the final quarter of all twelve of those games, and I'm talking thoroughly, thoroughly, peel it back, dissect it, play by play of everything, because I'm just telling you, over the next two years, there's going to be twelve more games just like that, yeah. and we can talk about Wandale Robinson and big-bodied wide receivers that can win downfield and pass rushers, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it all matters. But ultimately, what is probably going to sink or swim the next two years is what happens in the next 12 games where it's a close one. Yeah, I agree. I almost think, you know, 
I think we're making those strides like, you know, in the weight room are stronger. You know, I, I think we've started to get more better players, you know, especially last year's class. There's a few good, good players in there uh, and they're more our type of guys. And I, I, I do, I think there's a lot of things we're doing right. And there's a lot of things that these guys are saying, Hey, we feel like things are better, but those little details right now, they, they, it costs us four games. Yes. You know, we won five. I mean, Think both. about that. Both. Like, all of a sudden, you can say what you want about our team, but if we win nine games, what, what's yeah, the, eight the, or nine the, games? I mean, this was an easy easy schedule. Like, we should have won eight games. That That's just – I mean, you look at it, it's like – I mean, the, the, the game – the season really hinged on the Indiana game, the Purdue game, and the Iowa game. Yeah. Colorado is a giveaway. And Colorado, Colorado is a giveaway. Sorry, Colorado, like those, like, and so you can have all the same issues, but if you are better in those moments, I mean, if Nebraska's six and six instead of three and nine, maybe everything feels different. I know it would feel different because it, it was almost like if we win that game, it would feel different. So, People were ready to just be like, "Look, we're turn, we've turned the corner if we beat Iowa." So, so I think I think sometimes. That, that was one thing I wanted to really talk like because I just think as much as we want to talk about scheme and this and that and players and recruiting and all that stuff, like this is this is huge. The three and nine in games decided by seven points or less is in all reality the whole reason why Nebraska is feeling the way it's feeling right now. Yeah, it's so much to, you know, the Riley era felt like we were just like getting pummeled for yes. a while there, you know? I mean, and even last year at times, like, even though, like, what's weird is Nebraska last year lost at a last-second field goal at Iowa, but, like, it felt like Iowa pushed Nebraska around that whole they, game. They did, too. And and that's where you'd be like, has progress been made? It's like, well, I turn on the film of last year's Iowa game and this year's Iowa game, and last year Nebraska got, got punked and pushed around. This year they didn't. Same, same with Wisconsin. We got same punked with, last like, year. This year we didn't. Um now they got the only game they got punked. They got physically punked against Minnesota. Yeah, they did. Then, they did. But and then Ohio State was more just like I mean that's almost like Minnesota was our our biggest lapse. I think where I think we Minnesota, just didn't. Yeah. That was the only game that we didn't show up for, and that that started a, a bad trend. You know, I, I think that that sent our season down the wrong path, and that sent Minnesota's to oh, the, the right, right path. Yeah, yeah Minnesota exactly right. hadn't played well. And we sort of were there. Yeah, we were their punching right bag game. to get yeah. right. That that was one that really. That was the one I will say. We didn't show up at all. The other, then you know, the Indiana Purdue ones. We just, man, I'll tell you what. We just, it was just felt like that st- st- was a stupid mistake game. Yes. Not a, not a get, not. It wasn't a physical. That wasn't a physical loss. That was a mental loss. Yes. Um, and then Wisconsin was. Probably the same thing. That was not a physical loss as a mental loss. Ohio State was physical. They're better than us. Yes. Couldn't do anything. We we were ready mentally, I think. Colorado and felt like a mental loss to me. Mental loss that game. I mean so, so most of these are mental losses. Yeah, so so I just as much as you want to talk about the the you know, the physical roster of of raw talent and personnel, that there is a factor of that that exists. There the mental aspect and the intangible aspect and all that stuff is is a huge part of the equation moving forward. Yeah. Um where do we want to go next? Do you- uh, I think, I mean, Nick, okay, we, we've, we've talked kind of what the coaches need to do. 
I think the two things we got to look at is where are they at with recruiting and quarterbacks. That's Those right. are the two going let's into the next talk about year. The, let's talk about the quarterback situation. Okay. Because I think that is the fascinating thing now. Yeah. Because it feels like, and I wrote this down in my notes during the game, it really feels like, and I'm am I am I being over the top here a little bit, but it sure feels like everyone has turned on Martinez and everyone's all in on Luke McCaffrey now. Which I, I'm listening to Big Rail Reaction. I'm 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 looking at Twitter. You know, you you read stories and it just it feels like, and when the when that. When the tide turns against against you, it's tough. Tough to get it back. Martinez went from the golden child to the stepchild. Yeah, and so people are talking about an open competition, which you know what I think it's probably going to be. And here's the thing: if you, I'll say this, I'll let you talk. Sorry. If you're one of those people that is clamoring for an open competition and you're, you're wanting to see the quarterback situation change. I think that has to be based more on Martinez struggles than citing anything concrete with Luke McCaffrey. I hope I'm saying that right. Like, yeah, guys, 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 guys. Luke McCaffrey is yet to sit in the pocket and make a motherfucking throw. (laughs) Let me repeat myself to everyone out there that is chugging the Luke McCaffrey Kool-Aid. Because I like the kid too. We've sung his praises. He's a gamer. He knows how to play. There's an energy about him that is real. All that stuff I acknowledge. This dude has not sat in the pocket and made a throw. And let you guys, and and, and a lot of people want to just hand him the keys to everything and think he is the answer. I don't understand that. Now, if you want to sit here and talk about all the issues with Martinez, that that is more of a concrete thing that everyone can sink their teeth into conversation as to why this quarterback situation needs to be addressed and opened up. Yeah. That's how I see it. How do you – I mean, because I guess how do you see it? It's funny. I, I'm a, I've been a Martinez d- defender all year, and – I'll continue to be because I I think he's the most talented guy we have. Um, There's no doubt Martinez, I I don't even want to say regressed. I don't even know if that's the right word. He's in his own way. He's not playing great football right now. So um, he, he, he hasn't lost talent. He has had a bad year, a full bad year of football. Like this is his year of struggle. And there's got to be something we don't know that's part of it. I, I've been on this receiver thing from the first game. I think his receivers aren't good. He doesn't know who to throw it to. He doesn't. He looks heavier and slower this year. I, and and I don't know what it is, but nothing's been in sync, and his confidence has been lacking. And, and I've I've noticed in in another area too that. The little swing passes, the little screen passes, the little touch things that he made every time last year, they're all getting tipped. He's missing, like he's missing the easy ones a lot of times too, where I'm just like, you know, just 
it just he's not sh- as sharp as he normally is. I totally agree. I because that's the thing is like I would have classified him as an accurate thrower last year, and I would have a hard time saying after this season that that guy's an accurate thrower of the football. He, it was like he was off for a year for a full season. And so, and that's the thing that's hard. It's like, it's not like, this isn't one game. This isn't one quarter. This isn't one half. This is 12 games. Yeah. And I think there are a couple of, I think number one, I'm totally with you. He looks heavy. Like he, he looks like 15, 20 pounds heavy to me. Yeah. And this is his first real, you know, he came off the surgery in high school. Um, it was probably a little light last year. And this was his first off season, you know, putting weight on, hitting the weights, and you know, coming in the season, they go, oh, "Hey, our quarterback looks like a like a full grown man now, which is good." But when you saw him move, you go, "He he doesn't uh, have the same." I'm, and here's here's the thing: it's like, and I, if anybody wants to know what that feels like, if you're seeing those like uh, those workout vests, yeah. those 10, 15 pounders, like cool. go put that on and then go run around a little bit. Like you still are, you still got a, you little, got a little like, bit. But it's just not the same. It does. It's not quite as, you know, explosive. You know those few runs where he had where he just couldn't quite get to the next gear and get. You know, if it was a twenty yard run, it should have been a forty or fifty. He had a few of those where it, it was just looked like he's just he's a step slow for him. He doesn't look like he has near the same elusiveness, explosion, or top end speed that he had a year ago. And it's, I think and, it's, it's carrying, maybe he's nicked up and, and he's carrying, I say. he's I, carrying, I think 10 pounds of bad weight that he could probably trim off and put on some good muscle with. I, and so that's the other thing I wrote. I, Cause the first thing I wrote down was heavy. Second thing I wrote down was I, I, you know, you said there's gotta be something that we don't know. I think, I mean, the guy's got a leg brace. Or a knee brace. Mm-hmm. He's got that little arm thing that looks like it's a shoulder. Th- like, yeah. I wonder how hurt he really is. Yeah. Because when you're hurt, every there's a domino effect of of how that impacts you as a player. It, you know, when you're hurt, you're probably gonna be less apt to want to run because yeah. you're when you're hurt, you don't want to get hit as much. Especially young, young. It, when you're young and hurt, it's it's you, you haven't learned to manage it. You're not physically as strong as you are when you're older and hurt. And and when you get hurt, all of a sudden, like there's an element of you got hurt pretty young in your career. Not like catastrophic, but you broke your arm. Broke and all my arm stuff. after and my you had a sophomore. bad back for a while. But yeah. like for me, you know, so my first big injury was when I dislocated my shoulder my senior year of high school. I thought I was Superman. I'm telling, but like the thought of you, like the thought of like. Going into games, be like, oh, I could get hurt. I never thought about that, ever. No. And you know what? When you get hurt, there's a lot of things that happen. You, you, all of a sudden, it's almost like you become more aware of everything. And it, and what it did for me is it made me want to squeeze the game even more. It, and not when, in a good way. And not you, in a good way. You become aware of everything in a bad way. In a bad way. And you squeeze the game to the point where you don't want to let it go. Because when you get hurt, it, it messes with you. Yeah. And when you're... I, I just wonder if he... You know, he hurt his shoulder in high school. He hurts his knee last year. He hurt his knee again this year. If there's a part of him that is like... This is over the top. Like, I wonder if a, a part of his thought is like, get through the game so we can play again next week. 
And when you're not and, – and so I just think he doesn't have that same – you know, we talk about running with conviction, all that stuff. Well, a lot of that stuff could get circled back to him being injured and then what being injured does to your mind. I think there's got to be some of that. It, it's a little bit injured. It's a little bit weight. And it's a little bit he had. Let's not hide behind that there was a lot of expectations. And when you don't live up to them, it start, you start. You know, it's the old quicksand thing, right? Yes, the more sudden, you try, the worse it gets. He's had a little bit of that too. So I think that it's it's a combination. It's a combination of like 10 things. It's like uh, no, no, receivers, no receivers, running back uncertainty for a lot of the year. Line was not shaky as good. to start the year. Uh, ex- Heisman expectations. People also have a year of film on him that yeah. they didn't have a year ago. Uh, like it, I feel like a bunch of different things can be true at once. Yeah. And and you mix all that up, and you got a pretty disappointing season for Adrian Martinez. Yeah, and so you know, I told I told some people this after the game. I go, you know, they're talking about quarterback controversies, and I go, look, I go, in my mind, it's like if we don't have receivers, and all we can do for the next three years is, you know, have to manufacture things with handoffs and quarterback runs. You know what? Then you can play a McCaffrey or a Vedro right now because they're they maybe do that. Better right now, a little bit. That's a, yeah. But but Martinez is a better passer right now. Now, if he doesn't improve his accuracy over the next two years, it's like, well, then maybe I'll retract that statement. But as I see it now, I, I watch the other guys throw, and I'm just like, well, they don't. No, they don't look the same when they throw the ball as Martinez does. Right. So I, I still feel confident that Martinez needs to be the guy why he's here, unless I see those other guys make a jump in their passing game, and Martinez doesn't show improvement but I also like Martinez is a sophomore he like his two best years should be the next, next two years. years so I, I'm not writing off Martinez but I am I think I need to as a Martinez defender for the first time acknowledge like you know long with so we're talking about coaches need to grow like Martinez needs to do he needs to improve a he lot of things big now quarterback competition I here's what's weird about that is yeah, because let's get into that. If just all, because this is a, I, I kind of always think every position is up for grabs anyway every year. Like even though he's quarterback, he's your guy. That he should still be the guy. And you know what? If somebody's better than him in practice, like then that guy should be the guy. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I don't know. I guess is the quarterback quote unquote competition open competition? Does that just mean that you have to address that for the media? See, that's where I'm. I'll be really, really interested in how this is portrayed publicly that's what i mean is is it only the messaging different or does that just mean like well every like mccaffrey and martinez share number one reps versus martinez would normally take more and what's interesting though is like we're just because who started the the game martinez was out federal federal did and i don't know that federal's not so over Mar- uh, McCaffrey. So, so that's still. the other thing is people just have like bypassed Vedral because this McCaffrey thing. Luke has Luke. Luke's got Luke the Luke has factor. captivated that. Like I'm just. It feels like a lot of Husker Nation has made up their minds and anointed that guy. You, you know they. And that's just a scary thing. Husker Nation does this though, and they. And this is another. This is another. I, I always like to caution people as they. 
they decide somebody something before they've done anything of the sort, right? And, and that's my thing with like McCaffrey. It's, it's like, like he might be. He, listen, I lo- he might I be love the answer, his, and I really like him. I love his like, guts as a freshman so to come out, I. to even be able to go out there and execute. Yes. Is it, it shows a lot of cojones and a lot of freaking guts, and he, he clearly has a sense for how to play football. Those are the guys I want on my team, right? right? But yet, like, I haven't seen him physically be ready to play a full game, to run the ball a lot. To I've never seen him throw a pass in the pocket. So those three things tell me, like, you better just, give that guy three years to, to develop because I, I haven't seen him. He doesn't look like he's physically ready. I just think there, there's so many different analogies. I can give you like I'll give you two quick. Like they're just are so. I see this all the time in sports to make it like I see this all the time in sports talk radio. Don't don't confuse a guy that someone that's a good guest for ten minutes once a week for being able to carry a show as a host five days a week. Yep. 300 for 52 weeks a year. Yep. Okay. But people make that mistake all the time. Oh, he's great during football season for 10 minutes. So let's give him a show for any, and all of a sudden you find out, Oh God. Yeah. Or even just, you're good for one show. Well, guess what? Tomorrow's Tuesday and you got to do it all over again. And then there's Wednesday and then there's Thursday and then there's Friday. And then guess what? You got to do it all over again the next week. Or you'll see it in like, don't confuse, uh, a guest host on SNL. That's good in one skit. Yeah. For being like, he could be a cast member. He'd be our primetime guy. He could be yeah. the, the fu- it's like, there's a difference between doing it one time and doing it great and being an every single yeah, day I mean, guy. Here's what's funny. He's like, people are on Martinez for the, you know, his body of work. Not the six really good plays a game he makes. or the, It's like the body of work. And so McCaffrey's only got to come in and make a couple splash plays. You know, got to make a couple drives in right. one game versus not as good opponent. Like, you want to go play Ohio State, McCaffrey? You know, like, he was not ready for that. Again, Bo, it go, it, we got to circle back to what you and I talked about right here a couple months ago. It is my sunglasses theory. Yeah. It is, to go all rated X on people, it's why phone sex works for people. Is because people fill that unknown void in their head with the best case scenario. Yeah. It, and so you, it's just, it's like the cart, so it's just the cart before just, the horse yeah. on it. It's just like, I'm it's, not anti like, do, do I think there probably needs to be an open competition? Yeah, I, I probably do because, uh, because also the other thing with all this stuff is for everything we just said, Adrian Martinez as the starting quarterback has won four games and five games. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I you know if Mario Verduzco is here he'd say you can't pen it all on one guy but like ultimately that's kind of how the that's kind of the nature of the position and obviously who you're having under center isn't yielding big results is it all his fault no but ultimately that's kind of how it goes too like I, I I don't know how you could after two years feel like yep everything is just rock solid make sure you you run it back exactly as it is. But I also, with all that said, as I speak out of both sides of my mouth, I just, quarterback battles can get messy and make things tough on everyone. And I just, you know, there's so many scenarios that play in my head. What if, I mean, if Frost comes to the podium before spring ball or if he gets asked about it in his recruiting press conference in December, 
My guess is he'll have a non-answer for it, which I wouldn't touch it if you don't have to. If he announces quarterback competitions wide open, I just, man, that, that makes things pretty interesting for all of the spring, and I wonder what it does to everyone. I mean, here's here's a, a really outside-the-box the thought. Well, let's say for some reason he loses the job. Well, then we might lose him. I, that, okay. And let me ask you, there. I didn't who, go who there. do you want? Like, if you have a choice right now, who do you take? I, 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 I don't want to – I don't want to uh, conjure up a, a, a situation that isn't real yet, but who's to say? And I don't I, – I, like, Adrian doesn't strike me as this kind of a guy – Who's to say that if Scott Frost sits the quarterbacks down and says, guys, competition's open in the spring? Who's to say Jim Martinez goes, well, I'm out of here then? Uh, I don't I don't think he'd be out of here. I, I think he'd be out of here if he lost it, potentially. So he would do what Jebbia did? Yeah, it's over. So he'd, he, if he if would you, lose it the week before the – Yeah, he's got a redshirt year. So, I mean, he, he, for him it's like – he wants to play quarterback, and he's got a high ceiling. If he if he's not going to play quarterback at Nebraska, like he's a good enough player that Nick, he's not going to sit in the bench for three years. Well, I guess that's a, to I'm a just, younger guy potentially. Like, what's the why would he do that? I guess. And and you can sit here and uh, you know I'm sure there's people listening be like, if that's how soft you are, then you don't aren't ready for the Jets. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I I don't know. Here here's the thing. It's different, I think, when you are a real talent, which he is. And I'm just saying it's different when it's not your life. Yeah. That's the thing that kills me with all these people. It's like, you're not the one that has to go through it. Like, you you can sit there, and and again, I'm always like, we're all, just like how Frost is always going to be very sensitive because of of what happened and getting pulled and all that stuff. And all like, so what happens in your life shapes how you view things. I transferred. Yeah. You, if you want to say that, you didn't want to, you didn't want to have to battle Mario Chalmers and Russell Robinson and Brandon Rush to play. So you took the easy way out and left. It's like, okay, yeah, if you want to say that, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I wanted to play because it was my life. That that's and you the have a difference. shelf life of time that you are guaranteed to play. Yeah, there's a there's a difference between I got hard feelings against the program and my feelings are hurt. Your feelings weren't hurt at all. Not man. at all. You I'm love just, you loved Kansas. And you still you keep in contact with people from Kansas, like you never left because yes. that's how it felt. Right. Yours was simply, I want to go play. I want to play. And and so, but what I'm saying is, and this is why I remember you and I got into a what bar were we at? Uh, uh, the the one you go down in Lincoln. Me, you, and and our buddy Willie, we got into an argument over Jebbia, the Starlight Lounge. Starlight. Me and you got into a drop uh, an argument about the Jebbia thing, where oh. it's like. At the end of the day, what Jebbia did was bullshit leaving. You know, it's like if you like to me, you, you got to leave before the season You got to leave before starts. the season starts. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand like even though it's it's BS, I understand why he was doing it because it like sometimes you do have to be selfish and sometimes you do have to think about your situation. And so I know we're getting way in the weeds here with this quarterback situation. But I, listen, I, that's a I, I'm glad you brought it up because in my mind. I was out when I was on the flight home last night. I was thinking about the quarterback situation. I'm like, is there a scenario here where Adrian Martinez leaves? Let, let's hope that's that never gets there. And, that, and that's why 
I don't know. I mean, I, I like open competition, the thought of it, because it, it sounds good, but it's also that position. Uh, I'm just unless it's unless it's right there. So like, you know, I've I've been. I remember in 07, it was Gans versus Keller, and they said it was open competition, and it felt more like they wanted Keller and. Gans probably outplayed him and he did and he was a better quarterback and he showed it later on but Gans was going to transfer and we like we campaigned him not to mm-hmm. like immediately like after, the players you guys the sure. players talked to him and said don't transfer like trust me like they'll if some, we will need you here you'll have a chance eventually like who knows what's going to happen right and um the same thing is like uh, I think it would be a shame if we if we let you know. I, I don't know what we're going to learn from spring ball. I don't either. necessarily and, like. I I still I don't, don't see a scenario that Martinez isn't our guy. I don't really see it. And if we want to, if we want to set him up to fail, like he might leave. But I think if we set him up to win, it's like you let him try, knowing that somebody that we if we think is good is young and wait in the wings. Then you let him like Martinez would have to fail during the season. And then you insert the next guy. And then it's probably like, all right, you had your you two had, and a half. You, you years. had two and a half years to that's take it. Like it, position. I, I feel like his story isn't written yet. And he needs, he probably needs I, I just, another one to show yeah, who he is. The, the, the quarterback position is so different than any other position. Cause only one guy can play too, yeah. because as much as we're focusing on one guy, who's to say that if Frost says Martinez is the guy, what does Luke do? Oh, Luke's Luke's got. See, here's the thing with Luke though. He's gonna. Ha- it's gonna be his freshman year next year, sophomore year. He would have freshman year was this year. Retired though, so he'll Did be he red shirt. Yeah, so he played. He played four games, got his red shirt to keep. So he'll have he'll have four more seasons starting next year. So for Luke, he's got time. And he'll get a chance to develop. I mean, that's not a problem. And Bedrill's a Nebraska Bedrill kid. Just seems like the company guy. Like the, he is. It, like he's like. That's why he's here, though. Right. He's like, a Nebraska kid. Like, he'll be the backup, the true backup. And it's really McCaffrey. McCaffrey's young enough now that I, I think it, the smart play, I think, is to just let Luke develop and have Luke be the next guy. Vedril's still our sort of our backup guy. Um, the company guy, I like that. I like, yeah, I get, yeah. <laughs> the company man, Vedral. So you have three good, you know, pretty good quarterbacks. But Adrian is your high ceiling guy that I'm not. I would not write him off yet. I would not. I would not try to get somebody else. I would not try like because you can kind of manufacture what you want as a coach. I watched. Yeah. I watched him manufacture Sam Keller into being the starter because he had the the Arizona State. He had a great game, game against, against USC, USC yeah. and they thought this guy is the answer. He looked the part. He talked the part. He just his game was just it was just okay. He didn't have the it. Gans had the it factor. So I I don't know. I just it, it'll be I, I'm I'm fascinated with how Frost publicly speaks about the the position. I think people want a quarterback, an open competition. Um, I think the the fans want. So I think here's what Frost has to. This is going to be part of. Big picture, how he handles this program is going to be very important because he needs to He's he needs like, to win Martinez. Like he needs to help Martinez get his swagger back with with the public, as well as 
make sure that the team is on board with what's happening. Because if they feel like somebody's better than him, he might lose the team. If he doesn't, he does also doesn't want to lose. Like he doesn't want the fans to be against it either. Too, See, you know. That's, a, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's kind of a there, fine I'm line. telling you, there's a lot. There's like this is a layered. Because if he comes out in strong support of Martinez and is like he's our guy, no doubt about it, like th- that'll almost like work against Martinez with the fans. Agreed. So which is weird. So it's like in an in an effort to boost Martinez's confidence publicly, he'll slide him under the microscope of criticism even more with the fans. Yeah, so it, what's weird is not just talking about this, to say open competition would almost help Martinez get fan support back, which might help, but it also that's a that's a tough message from for Martinez from his coach. That you you're, went from Heisman that your coach, to, oh, yes. Yeah, that your coach isn't saying you're still my guy, it's saying you got to prove it, which maybe that's what he needs. I, I don't know that that's not what he needs. I'm just, I don't I'm know. just I mean, talking. That, a, I'm just a, talking right. out loud, kind of just as we're doing this. I'm like, I, I don't know what the I right. I don't know answer what the is. right answer is totally either. Because the one thing I do know is like he wasn't good enough this year. Yeah, what what around him wasn't what was around Martinez wasn't great, but he wasn't like with with how he played this year. That's a guy that that type of quarterbacking is not good enough to win. A conference championship. No, especially with with what's around him, he had to be he had to be great this year. Well, and with how this program's built and how this offense is built, you need your quarterback to be dynamite. And yeah. he's not. He wasn't that. So it just it is you, you amazing. Know, he need like for this offense. The more you watch it, the more you realize you need those matchups where we get the extra guy, where we run the quarterback, and he just keep they, – they just get those plays where that that one-up guy, that scramble, that quick decision, that quick run, like all those things that, that the quarterback has to do in that offense, like that's got to be better because that, that's what this offense is based on. Right. This specific offense needs him to do those things better, and he's got to do them better. I, I, it'll be – the the Martinez season is uh, just the whole year is fascinating. I mean, I am shocked. Like I don't, I don't. A lot of people throw out that word loosely, and, and like, and they'll throw it out just all the time. Like, and they're not truly shocked. Like, I am shocked at how this season went for Agent Martinez. I, I am too, because this isn't, and this is why. I think we're probably both arguing, even though we like Luke McCaffrey, why we are arguing against him right now is because what Martinez has done is last year, he did show us. He showed us on the field what he's capable of. Where we're like, wow. Yes. This guy's a freshman. He did that. Like, he was awesome. And this year, it was just not as good. But so we're not defending a guy that has never shown it. Not just like, hey, this is a good recruit, and we hope one day he's good. Like, he has been good. So I'm going to defend a guy who has shown me before he can do it. I'm not going to defend a guy that has never shown me. That's the difference. If Martinez has never shown me, this was his first year, open competition. I don't even want to – it's not even a discussion. But the fact is he showed he was special and he had rare skills. 
so I'm going to defend that, and that's why I, I I think it's important to to give him every opportunity possible to succeed. Because the coaches can do that. You, uh, coaches can give you more I, opportunities. That's part of being a coach. And then, and then the hard part about all this is that we don't know what the team dynamics are like. I don't know what how the rest of the team views Adrian Martinez. I think it's favorably. He was he's a captain. I think it's fine. I don't know how people view Luke McCaffrey. I, I don't know. I, oh. I you know I, I don't know how any of that is. And ultimately, all that stuff kind of matters too. Because if if you know it is as much as it's kind of weak minded when people feel like someone's the code, you know, I could, is there a, a scenario in my head where I can, I could manufacture that? Like some people on the, on the team feel like, oh man, Martinez is frost golden boy. And he gets all these second chance. Like, yeah, maybe, but I, I that I, doesn't seem to be the case because he takes all the criticism too. And I think they realize like, Hey man, this guy's taking a lot of heat. You know, he's taking a lot of criticism. Um, and they pick apart every little thing he does where, but he still gets thrown out there. What's that? He still he still has the like he he the reason I bring the goal is that he the the people pick him apart, but Frost always backs him and Frost and then he always has the job. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just I'm just trying to like it. That's I'm just people want to make this really simple and it's not. No, this isn't that simple. I, I and I I like things that are simple, so I I almost don't like that. I don't even know how I feel about it. I really don't. I don't either. That's where I, I like. Like I, we're talking I, about this, and every time I talk about, it, I'm like, "Well, open competition." No, I, I don't I'm know. Like, either way, I'm equally uncomfortable with either direction. I'm, yeah. I'm uncomfortable with being like, "You cannot have an open competition. It's got to be Martinez." Then I'm like, "Yeah, man, that guy did not play good, and he won four games and five games, and that's not." But then I'm like, you got to have an open competition. I'm like, man, that makes things messy. I'll tell you what. Like, my, my gut keeps telling me not having Adrian Martinez be my quarterback is a bad thing. So that's what it tells me. Like, uh, In the end, after all this talk we've had, I still don't know the proper way to handle it, but I know the most uncomfortable I feel is if that guy's not my quarterback next year. That's all I can tell you. That guy, we need, I think we need that guy to be our quarterback. I just don't, time. I mean, cause like I'm with you on that, but the, the reality is that I just don't, if I were, if I were to disagree with that, what am I basing that on? I don't know. Couple of I throws. I guess that's my point. Couple of with, throws. With this whole thing is like, well, maybe Vedral's number two. Do, do you want Vedral? Do you want, like, what are you, like, we have a bigger sample size with Vedral than McCaffrey, but everybody wants it to be McCaffrey. Vedral's and the number two. That's like, what, it, that's the thing. Like, he's the backup. McCaffrey is third string. So I'm just, you know, that's the hard part about this is like, I know what I have with Martinez. There are elements of it that I really am like, like you pointed out, he showed some stuff last year. You're like, damn, that guy's good. But then there are elements of it that like, he, he struggled this year really, really bad. But I also, you know, it's the whole thing of like, you know, what's behind, what's in the mystery box. And some people's, they want to choose They, they want the mystery box. Yeah. And my thing is like, man, there's just, Husker fans have been prone to the mystery box for 20 years, whether it's a coach, a coordinator, or a quarterback. They always will take what they don't know, yeah, assume a, the best, it's and the bur- run with it. It's the bird in the hand or two in the bush. And I, I take the bird in the hand every time. And there's just a whole lot of that. We'll take 
well, hey, let's is that try where that. that phrase comes from? Is that a hunting phrase or what is that? Like, uh, it's a phrase. I don't I know. Like that. I don't know. I, I've heard that before. But there's I, a bird in the hand or two in the bush, and I, I, I think there's too much of that. Hey, we, we don't, we know what we got, but maybe it's better if we go there. But that position, like, you, you, once you drop a guy from quarterback, I, I think that's a sight. It does something. I, there's just a part of me that's like, I, I don't. I don't. It's hard for me to envision a scenario where you open up the competition and like. I mean, maybe it'd be the best thing that ever happened to Martinez, but it just. I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think he just needs. He needs to just. He needs to have an off season. I mean, an off season where he gets. He needs to get healthy. He needs to lose. I think he needs to lose ten to fifteen pounds and get get stronger, fast. and work on his quickness and lose a little weight. And maybe those things will give him more confidence where he just all of a sudden he gets pissed off. And and that's the one thing I, I will say. He looked like at the end of the year he was starting to get a little pissed off with things. Yeah, you brought that up last week. Last thing on the quarterbacks. And I actually thought it it was on Big Red Overreaction. It was uh, Ravi Lula was, was co-hosting with Damon. Ravi had a really interesting point on this. Because Damon and him got into the play calling. We talked about it a little bit how like the play calling felt different when when McCaffrey or Vedral was in, as opposed to when Martinez was in. And the point Robbie made was Frost knows who McCaffrey is. And when you know who someone is, you also know what they can't do. Mm-hmm. So you call plays accordingly to suit their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. I think one of maybe the issues is could be that Frost thinks he knows who Martinez is, but maybe he doesn't fully know who who Martinez is from the standpoint of like, he thinks Martinez can do it all. So he, he gives it all to him and opens up the playbook and has him does do all these things. And he, and he struggled with it a little bit because I do think there is a more concerted focused identity when those other guys are at quarterback as to po- as opposed to like, but, when- but that's by necessity. They have to run it majority of the time. They have to and quarterback. That, and that's, yeah. And that's twofold. Like, so th- that's why we almost looked good and crisp because we had no other options because there's a crystal clear yeah. path of what needs to happen. But I, I don't think, <sighs> So Long, long-term is, success, it's hard to do That's what I'm saying. Those what what I'm saying is it can look the, – the crystal clear path of what you need to do can look good in the moment but have issues moving down the road because you become a little one-dimensional. One the, the problem with Martinez is, yeah, he provides more of that true dual threat, but maybe he's not in this year, and whether it's the receivers or whatever, he wasn't as good – in a lot of the other areas of the playbook that they allowed Martinez to use and not the other guys. And so it's just, I think there's a lot, there, there's a lot in it for Martinez or for Frost yeah. as well. It's funny though. You see a guy like Urban Meyer who I, I, I trust his opinion over everybody's. I mean, the guy has got an unbelievable mind. He's seen it all. And you know, he thinks highly of Martinez. He watched him play like, the guy really like he he really is a dual threat. Like he ran well last year, and he had good receivers. He was throwing it all over the field. So like he's shown he can do it. The issue with him is like, 
what what's gotten in the way? Like we, we got to find all those things, and there's there's multiple things. He's got to find those things, and he's got to start addressing them. You, you got and you because he can't go into another year because he has lost his mojo, sort of publicly, and that that makes it a little bit harder to sort of get it back, but. So he needs to get off to a good start next year because I don't know that there's a, you know, he's got a whole another year of struggle left in him. I, I don't think that that doesn't work well. I mean, no. with quarterbacks, one season of struggle is usually what you get, and then it's got to be a rebound year. Otherwise, your team might start losing confidence. Totally. All right, that'll do it for part one of the recap podcast. Uh, Bo Root and I, we went, we went for three hours, so we wanted to break this up a little bit. Uh, figured this was a good time to to take a, a break. Make sure you keep it locked on the pod and be on the lookout for part two, which is going to drop tomorrow. Part two, we dive into a bunch of interesting stuff. We get into recruiting. What are the top three positions that need to be addressed in recruiting? We get into what does Frost need to work on himself throughout the offseason. We get into winter conditioning, and Bo tells us why that's important. And then we also dive into Tommy Frazier's tweet. Got to be critical of Scott Frost and our reaction to that. That's all coming up on part two of the recap podcast, which will drop tomorrow. In the meantime, subscribe to the pod, give it a rating, give it a review. Really appreciate everybody listening. Keep it locked for part two of the pod coming up. A Parkville Media Production.